Hello, this is Maurice Harker. For almost 20 years, we've been building a team of hundreds of clinicians, coaches, mentors, and people just like you who have discovered and loved to teach life-changing principles. Our coaches have made a special investment to make sure you can hear these messages. You will hear stories of triumphant healing from specialists and people having a real life just like you. We hope to increase your awareness that you are not alone and there are so many others who are enlisted in this work to train and heal the whole family. You will find these principles are an amazing synergy of the most accurate cutting-edge science with familiar gospel principles. We are passionate eternal warriors and we hope you will join us. Okay, welcome back, friends. We are so glad you're here. I'm here with Gavin, and I'm going to let Gavin introduce himself, but I am just really, I first met Gavin, really not met him, but I just knew of Gavin at the last generals panel, maybe two generals, generals panels ago, and I just reached out to him and said, would you like to do a podcast? Because I loved some of his insights as well as just considering his life experience to this point and how much wisdom he has and how much hope it gives people who hear his wisdom. I've appreciated talking to him just before pushing record for our episode to just be like, this guy has been thinking about this podcast and inspired to talk about something specific, which is so awesome. So grateful for his preparation and doing that in a really thoughtful way. So yeah, Gavin, say hello. Let's see. All right. Thank you so much. I really do appreciate being on this podcast. I have ever since I started the program dreamed about being on one of these. So yeah, as she said, I, yeah, my name's Gavin. I'm 15 year old, uh, 15 years old. I'm a sophomore. Yeah. So I, some of the things I like to do, I love to play music. I'm a big music guy. I play all different kinds of instruments. I play tennis. I play all the different types of paddle racket sports, and I just love the gospel. And I love to just find ways to serve and to be a light towards others. So, yeah. So I just totally want to ask you when you say, I just love the gospel, because it's one thing for a 15 year old to say, I love music. I love racket sports, but what made you fall in love with the gospel? Honestly, my recovery, my recovery process taught me how to love the savior and to love some of his teachings. I think that nowadays, especially as a teenager, like you don't think about the gospel that much, you know, you're thinking about school, you're thinking about, but really I've learned to depend on it and to find strength from it. And it changed the way I look at life. Wow. And so when you say your recovery led to that, was it just the digging deep you had to do to get to recovery? Was it something that you were taught in the support that you got in sense of healing that helped you? Like, what was it that was like, I've had this information my whole life, but for some reason it just clicked right there. It helped me to take it from a level of, okay, I hear this all the time and I check boxes about it here and there, but now I, it's in me and I, I get it. Yeah. So 
in recovery, you know, losing battles, I really found that love from lose like from losing so i you know lose and then you the only way to recover was through christ and to actually follow him and to you know discover his teachings and be a light so i've found that light through depending on it wow that's awesome so how tell us a little bit about your journey to recovery when did you notice you know what sexual self-mastery is a thing for everybody because we're all sexual beings it's something that everybody is has to address at some point or consider where they're at on the scale of all of that but how old were you when you realized okay this has started down this path and now i need to tell us a little bit about your backstory so yeah i first started off about four years ago when I was about 11 years old. Started out with soft porn and, you know, going upstairs, trying to find a time where, you know, nobody's there. And, and it, it was soft porn for a num- number of years. And then it went on to actual porn. And I had talked with my parents. My parents discussed it with me and talked about, you know, this is what it is. And you, you know, you have to veer off from it and come talk to us. Right. And there's always that, the secrecy, that lie from Satan of the, you can't tell them, you know, you are, you're disgusting. If they figure out, then they're going to disown you. And so it continued, it died down for like a year, and then it came back really strong. Last year, during COVID, during quarantine, you know, it's sitting around on the house, getting bored, the temptation's easy, right? So, started out with soft porn, but then led to masturbation. And then masturbation became the main issue, and I just, I did the, you know, typical warrior, which, you know, trying to find these tools and trying to find weapons. And, you know, I would take care of it. Like, I'm just going to figure this out on my own. Is that what you mean? Yeah. I'm, I, you know, the thought of, you know, I can do this. I can, you know, I'm strong. Right. So I then continue to lose and lose And it actually wasn't until April of this year where I just got so discouraged. It, you know, it got to the point where every time I lose a battle, it's just, you know, crying and bawling. And it's just, it's so discouraging. And so I knew that my brother went through the similar process. And so I came to him. Fortunately, I have an amazing brother. My brother is now a PWT and he does PWT for Menomoroni and Sons of Human and he's a mentor as well. So PWT stands for Personal Warrior Trainer. And so your brother is a trainer for people in Menomoroni or Sons of Human that, yeah, he's assigned to certain guys that are in that program and goes over 
setting goals with them and helping them lock down strategies for winning, that kind of thing. I just wanted to clarify, that's what a PWT is. Okay. Yeah. So I went to my brother and I said, you know, I'm, I'm really struggling with this. And he said, well, let's talk about Sons of Human. And I was like, okay, let's do it. I'm, I'm ready to go on this path because I know that you know, what I'm doing is wrong and I need to recover. And so I'm just so lucky to have him because he helped me through every lesson, every battle, every, he helped me through everything. And I so blessed to have him in my life. Yeah. We, I then got started on the program in April and I just found this love for fighting when I started the program, I never lost a battle until I graduated. And so it's been since April, since I started the program. And so I'm a general of 26 weeks now. And honestly, I could have done it without my family and without the support I had because, so, yeah, go ahead. I just wanted to ask you, we didn't really hear much about your family. I wanted to ask you that and then I wanted to, well, I think I'll ask you this one first and then we'll go to your family. Because if you're a Latter-day Saint, you're a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, you have been raised to understand that, you know, being morally clean and chaste is, is right and good, right? But the world talks a lot about masturbation and how it's just a thing. You know, yeah. it's just a thing. And so some people listening to this might be thinking, ah, oh, that's just so not okay that that boys would feel so bugged that they're doing that. You know, I just think there's something to be talked about right there. Like why, because you said you got really upset when you would lose battles and that's what drove you to finally say to your brother, how do I win? What do I do here? And then he said, let's talk about sense of human. But before that, I just feel impressed to ask you, is there something that you would say to people out there that describes, this is why it's so important for me to overcome this masturbation that the world says it's all good, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's, chemically, you know, you're making a chemical imbalance in your body. And you know that it's wrong because when Satan attacks you, he's like, hey, you know, you can do this right now. And then once you give into his temptation, he tells you afterwards, oh, you're stupid. You shouldn't have done that. And when you come down from a lost battle, you take a look at your spirituality. What do you think Heavenly Father is thinking right now? So that's what really drove me is I wanted my relationship with my Heavenly Father to be good and I wanted to grow spiritually, but I could tell that this was holding me back and that this is something that everyone, you know, is, thinks is okay mm -hmm. when really it's an addiction that consumes us. And I didn't want something like that that would consume me to the point where, you know, there's no return. Yeah. Yes. So there is a lot of confidence that comes from 
being the master, you know, being able to stick to your values. And so there's so much confidence that comes, I would imagine too, that it's just, instead of just going with what you're feeling or being tempted to do, or what your body is having in a desire for it because of your chemistry being a little off kind of a thing. It's just a natural thing, but but it's so incredible, that awesome spirit that you can have of confidence. And that's what I sensed most in you when I met you. I was like, this guy has got some clarity for his age that's really amazing. So good. Tell us a little bit more about your family, because we know about your brother. How much older is he than you? So my brother is 23. He's actually, his birthday was last week, so he's now 24. (laughs) But he, yeah, so. And the rest of your family, you have how many siblings? So I have five siblings, including me. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, that's right. And my sister actually was in Daughters of Light as well. Oh, cool. So we're just a life-changing family. Um, <laughs> and we just love addiction and recovery. But, yeah, so I'm the youngest. Okay. Um, so I was kind of beaten into shape by my family. But it turns out that I'm a better person because of it. So. <laughs> yeah, so good. Okay, so I kind of interrupted you there. You left off at this point place where your brother said okay let's talk about sons of healing you started in april and thank you he just really mentored you too all the way through yeah i mean i would say because he lives right next to me so i would say hey i'm struggling right now and he'd be like all right let's go and we would go do a flagpole and he helped me through he held my hand through the whole thing and i'm just so blessed to to have them yeah so tell me one of the experiences you and your brother had that just you think it's kind of unforgettable like it really is a high point it meant a lot to me we did this one exercise one day well he said all right grab a piece of paper and a pencil and i'm like all right and so go downstairs and he's like tell me all the lies that Satan is using against you right now and write them down. And I'm like, okay. So I write down about seven or eight lies. And he said, now give me two truths for each lie. And I was like, oh, okay. And honestly, I still use that tactic today. It is one of my favorite weapons and favorite flagpoles because it really shines the light on the truth and on the lies. And I, and I just remember us talking about it each. So I would, you know, try to say a truth. I would be like, Oh, I don't know what the truth is to this one. And he'd be like, well, think about it. And then we would talk about each lie individually. And I remember him teaching me so many principles that day because I was able to learn so much in just seeing what Satan was tempting me with and seeing the light that was in there that I didn't know was. So 
and there's just been so many experiences like doing flagpoles we'll go out and he was like all right i want you to come outside and because satan was manipulating me i was like uh no and so he dragged me outside and he had boxing gloves and practice mitts and and he was just like all right we're gonna hit as hard as you can but the important part is he would give me analysis of what was happening and what temptations I was giving into during the exercise. And it's just so amazing to do it with someone else, to share that spirituality, to share that strength. My brother has so much, such a huge light that shines through everyone around him. And, you know, we would do things like yell super loud in Satan's face or like, and I thought it was so weird at first, but then I came to realize like, this is what this is what fighting is meant to be. This is what we shine the light on Satan. And my brother perfectly represents that. That is so awesome to hear. Like so inspiring. I know it's totally inspiring to me and makes me feel so grateful and kind of have a feeling that I feel like when I'm watching a great movie and I'm thinking, this is totally cool. How, you know, there's so much love in that, so much determination in that, so much ferocity that's coming from a righteous angle in that. There's a lot of love, you know, coming from a deep place, but in a place of, you know, protection, defending your truth, your identity, your divinity, just so many things. And to know that you can do that with a brother. So thanks for sharing that. I know that Myself and all the listeners are thinking, that's very cool. I'm super glad he told us that story. So neat. Yeah. So what about in your Sons of Healing group? What did you notice when you got to Sons of Healing? Obviously, you were probably in an online group because you're in Oregon, right? Yeah. So I think everyone that's joined the program has noticed this, that when you go into there it I mean take it with school because of quarantine and COVID we had to shut down right and you had to do zoom school and there were kids on there that would turn off their cameras and never talk and actually leave their computer and not be present and participating but I mean I've never experienced a zoom meeting like group I just felt this overwhelming joy and love that came from group. It's just a brotherhood. And the fact that when you talk about your struggles, they immediately support you. They immediately make a comment to help lift you up and to help guide you. I just think that is so amazing that we have that, that we have something that we can all come together and fight together and just, you know, shine the light. Yeah. What is something that stands out to you about what you learned in Sons of Human? Well, I learned to be you know, diligent and hardworking. And recovery takes a lot of work. And Ben Smith was my clinician. He is amazing, amazing. And I just, I remember when, you know, and he still does it today in every group session, sparring. And how? What is, how what's sparring? Much. 
Tell us what sparring is. So sparring is when the clinician acts like the adversary. So he acts in a way that would manipulate you, confuse you, and cloud your mind. But the most important part is the distraction from the focus of the discussion. So he would do that because it's like, let me help you learn how to fight an enemy when it's safe in this safe arena so you can consider what you're hearing and so when it's really happening you'll be a lot more productive at winning your battles if you can practice here yeah so i think tying back to your question the greatest lesson i learned was that my level of discernment i think learning that and training constantly especially with my brother because my brother mm -hmm. takes after the clinicians and constantly spars with me and I had to learn to discern from the truth. And, and that just made me such a stronger warrior to be able to realize how much Satan is tempting us. I look at some of the people at school in this day and age, and, I, and I'm like, wow, we are more manipulated than we think we are. Mm. And, and that just made me even want to fight more and you and gave me more passion to find the truth and just find justice against Satan. Wow. So uh, don't ask me why I'm feeling like we should do this because I've never had this thought before in an interview, but I thought, so if I were, you know, just your, your aunt and I was telling you, ah, Gavin, like I really want to get fit and I really want to be consistent at like going to the gym or exercising or working out and I want to eat less cookies dang it <laughs> I just want to eat less cookies like if I were in a scenario in a sense of healing group or if you used that experience of sparring what kind of question would you ask me to get me to a point where I'd even realize I'm hearing lies well, I, I mean, I, I do this with my own friends. I spar with my own friends to help them practice as well. And yeah. it's a really good training exercise, but just, you know, in this situation, we like, well, you know, how many cookies are you eating each day? Are, do they have healthy things in them? And are you sure that eating and cookies each day is a bad thing? And just, you know. Okay, so it would be like, well, you know, so, well, you know, my goal is to eat no cookies every day. But if I eat, yeah, I just, I feel so much better if I just think I'm not going to eat any cookies, but I have some that I have on hand, but I don't, I think I'm never going to eat those, but it makes me feel better to just have them like in this drawer. I feel better in my life. Like if something really hard comes up, I know those cookies are there but I don't need to eat them. Yeah, so the temptation concept of, you know, well, how, how are you going to improve if you aren't eliminating those temptations from your life? Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> and then I'd be like, how will I survive without my cookies? Like. <laughs> I, I won't be able to handle it when everything's out of control and I'm feeling like, I don't know what to do. I think I should just go eat a 
cookie. Yeah. So if we had that conversation, it would be you helping me to identify, like, when do you feel like eating cookies? Right? When yeah. Like, when do you feel like eating cookies? Well, when my, you know, when my kids come home from school, you know, when I try to talk to them and they won't listen to me, you know, just those kinds of things. Or when my husband and I are disagreeing. When, yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so there's just a lot of that. And so you would be that voice that would be tempting me to be like, it's not a big deal to eat cookies. Just go eat a cookie already. You know? Yeah. You could do better tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, that was definitely, it, that was definitely one of the, the harder learning concepts of the program. It took me a while to learn that one of being able to eliminate it and being the, the details in the discernment is so crucial to how we fight. Mm. That's so good. That's so excellent. So as it pertains to your battle and wanting to win your battles, what was it about the sparring and discerning the subtleties of the lies and the distractions? Can you think of an aha that you had about winning your battles specifically that had to do with, you know, what lie you were believing quite often and it would always take you past the point of no return? Like, oh, there it is. That That's what I'm doing. Yeah, I think like one thing that helped me is like, say I was at a level two and I realized I was being angry. I would say to myself, and I do a lot of note taking my phone of like analysis and what is triggering me? What is triggering this reaction? And so being able to account lost battle analysis of how am I being manipulated and how can I see the devil in this situation? So being able to say, okay, today I woke up and there were no cookies. And so... I wasn't happy about that, but you know, that doesn't matter. And following these things and seeing carefully how Satan has manipulated me and then being able to stop that process by writing it out and, and kind of talking to someone about it, someone like my brother or, you know, a clinician and being able to break down what actually happened. That's so excellent. Ah. Gavin, I like you so much. I think it's so <laughs> wonderful to be with you. There's, is there anything else about your recovery or Sons of Helaman or your brother or just your own journey to recovery that you want to share before we go into that awesome principle that you wanted to talk about? Yeah, I mean, I would just say keep going. We get discursed a lot of times. And I think... It's a good thing just step back and see how can I further strengthen my relationship with my Heavenly Father? How can I further feel the Spirit? And being able to say, oh, okay, I need to maybe read a little more scriptures or be able to add more spiritual variables in your life. I think especially in teenage years, like we have seminary and seminary adds that concept of spirituality throughout the day. But I think I've definitely learned through my experience is 
adding more variables will increase your chances of winning. So if we add more things in our life that will bring us closer to our Heavenly Father and eliminate those things that are not so much bring us closer, but spraying us apart, we're then able to feel that strength, feel that strength from the Spirit, because the Spirit will guide us through our battles and will guide us when we serve, when we do as the Lord has commanded us. And the power goals, like pray, write, and read on your manpower calendar. When you were introduced to a manpower calendar and doing prayer, writing, and reading daily, did you do that different than you did before you were introduced to that? Yeah, I mean, I definitely thought, I was like, all right, you need to pray, read, and write. Yeah, that's probably a good thing. But, and then I learned during doing manpower, it's a dependency. Like, we have to be dependent on manpower to win, right? So we have to get as much out of manpower as we can to increase our strength and our spirituality throughout the day. So it really changed the whole aspect of the meaning behind it, the meaning behind prayer and and sincerely asking Heavenly Father for help and strength and having a conversation with Him writing out our analysis, writing out what things is Satan tempting me with, and then reading, reading and applying principles to our lives can then affect us during our daily life. That's why I'm a true preacher of morning manpower, because it really, really starts the day out where we can be spiritual enough to grow throughout the day and ponder on those things that we learn and apply them. Excellent. It's like, get your armor on as well as your shirt, right? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So good. So good. And I just thought with your manpower goals, now that you're a general, they've probably changed a little bit from when you first entered the program, have they? Like your man goals. Yeah. 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 My man goals have definitely increased. I found more like what can I do to increase the spirituality and increase the the meaning behind this? Mm-hmm. And so like my M goal right now is that I, I can't say anything or gossip or s- say anything of crude manner towards my parents or my, the sisters in my family, the women in my family to strengthen my family, strengthen my relationship with them. And yeah, with, action goal and accountability goal uh, having my parents read my journal and signing it and then you know a no goal to to do manpower before 8 a.m oh wow so yeah it i've definitely found how adjusting manpower can increase our power increase our strength and how we undergo battles wow so good. Okay, well, you know what? It's so cool that you, before we even met for our interview, had been thinking, what's something that's kind of unique to my experience? Unique to, you know, maybe your recovery, but just unique to you and something you've learned in your increased discernment, you know, possibly spills over to other places in your life, right? 
So yeah, share with me what you what you noticed that you thought this I'd like to share this because I'd love other young men to maybe it will help someone else understand this the way it helped me. Yeah. All right. So I just thought I should share one of my experiences that I've had, I think would be pretty useful to other young men and just something I was prompted by. So as we may all know, in the strength of youth pamphlet, the subject of dating and the rules that the church has put in place for not for dating. So I'm 15. In the, obviously, in the booklet, it says not to date until you're 16. So last year, I was curious. And I, you know, had that natural attraction to women. I did not know why. Why is this rule put here? Why do I have to follow this dating rule? Like, what's with that? So I just thought, you know, ooh, if I can't find a reason, then it must not be bad. So I proceed to make the decision to start dating. So I, the beginning of my freshman year, I did this girl and she's very sweet, very nice. She was a member of the church, but she had very similar standards and values. So in the beginning I had obviously not talked to my parents. There was a lot of lies that I realize now that I gave into undergoing this experience. So I thought it'd be cool to share how spirituality has affected my recovery and how emotional intimacy can tie into our spirituality. So my parents had talked to me about how, you know, we need to not date before 16 because you know we can't be emotionally intimate we can't be physically intimate i never understood that so i experienced it so we dated for 10 months and throughout that things were going well as seemed my thought but really the whole time i was being manipulated at one point i told my parents and i said hey I'm dating this girl, whether you like it or not. And my parents are amazing people. They're really, and they said, you know, we love you, Gavin, but we sadly can't support you in this area. So that made me even more frustrated and gave Satan the giveaway to just, you know, rile me up and be angered because I thought I was doing something right by telling them because I was, you know, letting out the secret. So I actually told this girl about my recovery. And during that, she was very supportive of it. And she knew of the importance of how, what the church was to me and how my spirituality was important to me. Now, I, I was in, the middle of the program and I wanted to keep going at this, keep going at this recovery. So this was three months ago mm-hmm. and I just wanted to keep going on this train and, and be super close with my only father. Cause I loved my recovery. And I loved the feeling of being close to him. And so one day I, I was struggling because 
Satan was manipulating me and he was actually affecting my emotions towards this young woman. And I was like, I don't want to have her be in danger by my actions through Satan's manipulations. And so I went to my brother and I said, what can I do to, you know, work with this? And how can I go about winning this battle? And he said, you know, what ground are you standing on? I thought about that for a second. And I said, honestly, shaky, unstable ground. And he said, yes, because of what your choices were to not follow what the prophet has told us to do, it has caused something that you're a battlefield that your heavenly father can't help you on. Mm. And so I thought about this and I was like, I can't keep living this. I can't keep living with these chains on me. I thought, and well, and I was really happy. At least I thought with this young woman emotionally, and you know, I smiled when I was with her, but spiritually I was unstable and I didn't even realize it. And it came to a decision I had to make. Was it I was going to keep going with this relationship and keep with these chains dragging on and on? Or was I to become closer with my Heavenly Father? Now, one, the most, one of the most important parts of this situation was the family portion. So because I told my parents and I told my siblings as well, this, this separated me and my family. I was getting farther and farther away from my parents. I was arguing with them. I was getting mad. I was constantly being manipulated because of how emotionally imbalanced I was. So I just didn't know what to do. But then I prayed about it. And I thought, well, what's most important to me? And that's my spirituality. And so... I made the decision that I would break up with her. So I, I know, went to her house with some flowers and I was in the middle of saying like, you know, that it's because my recovery, because my spirituality and she er- interrupted me and she said, and I could just hear the spirit in her voice. And she said, Hey, yeah, it's okay. I understand I know how important this is to you. I know how important your family is to you. And that just was a really huge blessing for me because as she was really important to me and she was my friend and the spirit just really, when we make a sacrifice like that, the spirit and our heavenly father will bless us. And I know that to be true. So going into more of the emotional intimacy portion i wrote out here that it's because we're in the beginning stages as a teenager to learn and to grow and our curiosity we are unable to control our emotions one experience that i've learned is that satan uses his lies and he floats them into our heads and we because of this of this control portion we're not able to have that level of discernment now i was in the middle of recovery when this happened so i was like you know i have this high level or at least i thought i did a level of discernment against you know porn and masturbation 
and how Satan affects me that way. But really all this time I was being manipulated in this other way to affect and hurt my family. I cannot even count how many times I talked back to my mother and father. I can't count how many times I slammed the door in my room. I was hurting myself and my family. And what our Savior wants us to come closer with him, right? So what is the question that if I could start over and if I could before I started this and in my young teenage years, I would ask myself, what is going to bring me closer to my heavenly father? What is going to, what has he instructed me to do? And how can I be closer with him and have a more sense of my spirituality? The prophet has told us this for a reason. He's put this place, he put this rule in place for a reason because he wants it. Our prophet, obviously, he wants the best for us, just like our parents do. Our, the prophet loves each and every one of us. And this, and the strength you pamphlet, keep in mind, is direct revelation from Heavenly Father. So when we disobey one of those rules that the prophet has set in place for us, we are then giving Satan the key to our brains and how we input wisdom and love and the Lord's power. And there's a big part of this, I think, because we we are, you know, confused and how, in my experience, I was confused for so long. The reason why I was so distant from my parents is because I didn't like what my parents were telling me, right? Because I didn't understand the true love that my Heavenly Father has for me and the true power I can receive if I thoroughly seek it from my heavenly father. I thought my parents were the worst. I really did. I, I hated them. But now this uh, today, I mean, I love them both so very much. And I'm so thankful for how they undergo the situation. They were there for me. They were there to support me and to love me. And that's all I could ever ask for. And if it wasn't for my brother, I wouldn't been for where I am today to how he connected the dots for me on how my emotional intimacy ties into this. I love to use this phrase. The only person we need to get emotionally intimate is with our Heavenly Father, is to become closer with Him. You know, I've definitely had this feeling where we want to be closer with people. We want to be friends. We want to be, you know, best friends with them, always hang out with them. And really, we... I found myself not thinking about the spirituality portion and how that emotional intimacy affects that. I found that when I became more emotionally intimate with someone, it created a danger zone where I couldn't stand and I couldn't fight correctly in a way because I, this spirit wouldn't guide me in that area. And I just have a true testimony in building a foundation off of the gospel. I think the prophet really, he wants us to learn and to grow and to be able to have and to be happy. I just found that as I trust my heavenly father, and as I trust the prophet, I'm then blessed for it. And because of that sacrifice, I 
today have been so blessed. I cannot tell you how many blessings I've had in my life where I'm able to feel the Savior stand beside me. I've received revelation through service and through the power of his love. And that's something that I'm going to cherish forever. And there's lies. There's some key components to why this relationship was not making me spiritually strong. Because here's some of the lies that I would give in to. Satan would say, she was the only one that could make you happy. Why would you throw that away? And, you know, still to this day, Satan still attacks me about it. She actually is in one of my classes. Mm -hmm. And so I have the opportunity for a lesson and to be trained by my brother and by my Heavenly Father and how I undergo this situation and how I have a really cool experience. I had in sacrament meeting one day. I was praying about this because I was struggling with this situation because of how emotionally intimate I was with this young woman. And I prayed to my Heavenly Father, and I don't think I've ever heard his voice that loudly. And he said, let her go on this path. And because of these chains that have been broken, you have now become the warrior I've always sought you to be. And I've really found strength from that, from being able to remember that when temptation comes, being able to, like today, I had a really cool experience where I just had the spirit enter, Satan was attacking me, and the spirit entered just one picture, one picture of me and the Savior, and he puts his hand on my shoulder and says, look, Look at the young woman she is and look at the young man you are and look at where you can go because of this. And just the power that comes from that and being able to find that strength from the Savior. I've never felt this close with him before. And I just really have a true testimony of how when we focus on our spirituality, we will be blessed. We'll be blessed miraculously in ways I can't even explain. When we establish that emotional intimacy with someone, we create a spiritual damper that will then not give us the opportunity to grow as spiritually because we are giving into these lies that when we that we're going to be happier with someone if we, you know, if we date and explore this area. But that's not true. We're happier when we come closer to Christ. I really have a testimony of that and how when we seek Christ in our lives, when we seek him at school and in our daily lives, that we're able to grow and we're able to learn. And this was just the greatest learning experience for me because I was able to finally see the Savior's love, because I was so troubled during the relationship. I was like, why are my parents not supporting me? Why is this everything going wrong? Why, 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 why? And my Heavenly Father just opening his arms unto me and just saying, I'm here now. Now that you've made this sacrifice, you can now become the servant you have always been. Mm -hmm. And 
being able to act upon revelation and act upon promptings of the Holy Spirit even further increases your relationship with your Heavenly Father. And honestly, if it wasn't for this experience I had been able to learn of the true discipleship my Heavenly Father has for me and the lesson of patience and my whole life. I've always been a super impatient person. I hate lines. And so this really just showed me how to just wait and wait for the blessings to come and how I've made this sacrifice. He will eternally bless me for it. And as I continue to follow, I think that's impor important to take note on is that after the experience taking, you know, acting upon it and being able to see how Satan will come at us again. He'll come at us again with, say, another girl at school and say, hey, you know, want to hop back on the dating train? And now that I've had that experience, I'm able to see how he's manipulating me and be able to see that discernment. I think that's really important. And I'm just, I'm so fortunate to have such loving people in my life, my parents, my brothers and sisters and friends, they're able to be there and guide me. And also to have her as she was influenced by the spirit to understand and to be able to see the light inside of me and be able to see the warrior I am and be able to say, hey, that's what's important to you and I care about your happiness. And I'm just really fortunate to have these experiences in my life. And I hope that young men and young women will act upon this too, to see how the Savior can influence them in their lives, because you'll really see the importance of it. I've definitely seen how it has affected me and seen how my relationship with my parents, because now it just, it grows stronger and stronger each day. So... Yeah. That's so awesome. Thank you, Gavin. So good. It's like you were, I couldn't help but think of the scripture in Proverbs of, you know, trusting in the Lord with all your heart. Because I was a teenager and just like you said, the attraction that we have to people and dating and all of that, you know, you want to Give your heart over there. Go experiment with that, right? Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding, you know, and in, in all your ways, just acknowledge him and he's going to direct your path. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. I just, all what you were telling me, I was like, I cannot stop thinking of that scripture. <laughs> so good. Well, oh, it's been so awesome. One of the things that we love to do that I love to do. We just love to hear, you know, you answering the Q5 question at the end. Like, why are you fighting? And why don't you just give up? Before you answer it, could you share with the listeners, like, why they even ask that question? Like, why is that question a thing? Right? Like, why are you fighting? And why don't you just give up? So, it's crucial to recovery and to self-mastery to be able to to see 
and to look within ourselves and say, well, what is my motivation? How am I going to improve from this? And what is it that I'm yearning for? And I think it's important to look and say, well, why am I not just giving myself up to the devil? What is stopping me? Right. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, here we go. Why are you fighting? Why don't you just give up? I fight for so many reasons, but one of the ones I stand by is I fight to wear the armor of God. And I don't fight just to wear it um, and put it on every day, but I fight to forge it every day. I, I fight for my spirituality throughout the day to see how Satan manipulates me and to be able to affect the lives of others and be able to help and uplift. I fight for my family. I definitely know from this experience that I hurt my family drastically and to be able to come back from that and show them the light of Christ and the decision I've made. I fight to keep the joy that they have shown me from me making that experience and choosing that path. And I fight to be an example towards others and to, and to be able to share my and to continue to share my experiences and for my future family i fight to be an example towards them to to teach them how important the gospel is and teach them how important the heavenly our relationship with our heavenly father is so excellent so good well gavin will you be sure to you know hug your mom for me like seriously will you just hug her because she's done a lot of good work and your parents and your brother and your sisters just tell them we all appreciate them because they're part of your story but mostly so grateful for you so thank you so much for for the service and the sacrifice and the goodness and your willingness to really extend to us a call to arms of sorts. You know, like, come on guys, we're all in this together and the fight is real. And yeah, so what you've shared is a reminder to us of why we fight and why we don't want to give up. So thank you for that. Of course. So good. Thank you for listening. As you can see, we are very enlisted in what we have learned and hope to teach. If you have found today's message inspiring, please share this podcast with family and friends so others can enjoy and be edified along with us. Be sure to download the free book that holds all the core principles behind what we teach. This book is called Like Dragons Did They Fight. You will find a link for that free download at Like Dragons Free. And remember, you can find all the life-changing resources, programs, and trainings needed for you and your family at lifechangingservices.org.